Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Taryn Hunt with eHunter.com. I'm really excited about this podcast. If you guys watched last week's podcast, you saw that we have a little bit of a different setup here in the studio. Um, got an empty seat over there this time, but um, on today's podcast, I will actually have Trevor Hunt, uh, no relation, by the way. Oh, there probably is Trevor, I guess uh, I'll have to ask him. But I'm sure back if we go back far enough, you'll we're uh, related somewhere back there. But um, Trevor is the owner and operator of Pine Creek Outfitters, and um, he spends a lot of time in the mountains, in the in the hills, and um, he uh, he's been very successful not only as a hunter but also as an outfitter. And so I want to just pick his brain his brain a little bit on this episode and ask him some questions about scouting during the summer, preparing for hunts, if you're coming from out of state, what you should and what you shouldn't do, things like that. And so super excited about this. Before we jump into it though, um, as always want to give a shout out to Vortex Optics. They are our um, primary sponsor for the, the podcast and we sure appreciate them. This would not be possible without them. I, I talked a lot about them on our last podcast and uh, some of the new products that they have as well as we have another video. Check that one out. I'll try to leave a card up in the corner if you're watching on YouTube. To, uh, to watch that video, but uh, do appreciate them and the relationship that we have with them. Also want to give a shout out and a thank you to Onyx Maps. Appreciate them sponsoring us here at eHunter as well. Great guys over there. If you don't, don't use Onyx Maps, um, it's about time you start. And so if you don't follow us on our social media platforms, give us a follow. We're going to do some giveaways for, for uh, some memberships on there. So appreciate them and all that they do as well. So. All right, guys, let's jump into it. I will have Trevor come and join us, and we'll uh, we'll get started on the podcast. So we're good to go. So I got Trevor here with Pine Creek Outfitters uh, with me today. If you guys have been a follower of, of our podcast for a while, you're like the OG, man. You were like on my, were you my very first podcast? I don't think so, but we did one pretty. It was early on. When you were new, yeah. Man, that was a long time ago. It was too. when you were extreme outdoors or whatever you were. Oh, that's right. That was extreme before hunting. Extreme Hunting. Yeah. yeah. I used, I was so ghetto with that name. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I don't know why I went with that. That used to be everything. That was my email address. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. But, yeah. I messed that one up, too. Do you remember that? Uh-uh. Remember, we had to record it twice. I recorded it, and then it, like, stopped recording in the middle, and you and I had to pick it up in the middle and oh, that's later right. on. That's and, right. And take off. So... So yeah, Trevor's Trevor's the OG. He's the one that kind of started this whole thing out, and so I wanted to have him back on. We're gonna we're just gonna chat today. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, scouting. I'm gonna pick his brain about some of these new regulations. Get his thoughts as a as an outfitter. So uh, so Trevor, tell us a little bit about Pine Creek Outfitters. Since it's been a while, maybe there's some people that that don't know you guys and or you and what you do. And just just tell a little bit about what you do and where you cover. Well, I started uh, Pine Creek Outfitters in uh, 2013. Um, in Nevada and in Utah. Prior to that, I, I subguided out on the Arizona Strip for several years mm -hmm. and then uh, decided to start start my own up here and took off from there. So since uh, 2013, we've done elk and deer in Utah and Nevada. We've thrown in a couple antelope hunts and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. primarily um, deer. That's what we're passionate about, but um, we do elk. Uh, we've we've killed some big bulls and killed some big bulls. Had had fun doing it. So um, we cover most of the eastern um, units in Nevada. The you know the popular ones, the better units, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Southwest desert in Utah. Um, I don't have a lot of time to, to branch out many more places. We're mm -hmm. permitted on the Ponsagon in Utah. Oh. And uh, some general stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll pick up General Hunter here and there if we have time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we do. Man. Uh, spend a lot of time out in the hills and have a lot of fun. Just do what we love. Yeah. So it's funny, like, it's funny how some people focus on deer, some people focus on elk, and yeah, you. <laughs> you you're kind of biased, not going to lie. Yeah, I take I take whatever comes because I have to pay the bills. Yeah. But, but I've just, I love big deer. I've I've been a part of some pretty big deer. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I still love seeing big deer. Now, don't get me wrong. I love seeing big I was elk. Say big elk though, and dude. I love <sighs> screaming elk and hunting them. But oh man, I I love elk. I if you were asking me, I, I'm more of an elk guy. Well, you know that. Yeah. But like, if we're well, this isn't a good comparison here because that's huge, and that one's so it's okay. So if I had to pick out of those two, yeah, I'm picking the deer. But man, a big 400 inch elk. Yeah. They're pretty rare. They're pretty fun. Yeah. So is that, though. Yeah. The people watching can't see what I'm pointing at, but there's a <laughs> big A deer a right there. 230, 240-inch <laughs> deer is pretty, pretty awesome, too. It's, it's hard to beat that. Yeah. It is hard I just to like beat them that. both. Why, yeah. not, why not hunt them both? That's a good way to put it. Antelope you can kick to the side because yeah. those things are ridiculous. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take antelope hunters if they call. You, you just fill hang, in the blanks. <laughs> but You use them to hang graduate, graduation, yeah. graduation uh, tassels, tassels on. on. Oh yeah, you have done you have done antelope in the past though. Yeah, we've done a few in uh, Southwest Desert. Have you? Okay. Yeah, and uh, Pine Valley. We've done some on the Pine Valley. Okay. And uh, we, I've even more more so just tagged along with a couple of friends in Nevada. Yeah. Um, I don't really advertise that I do antelope because usually I'm too busy anyways. But yeah, I don't. Really... I don't know how to really hunt antelope, which I know they're not that hard. I mean, they're truck chasers. They basically just get in the truck and go home with you. But I've never, like, really, like, uh, studied them or, like, figured out how to hunt them. You're like, deer and elk, like, I, yeah. I know how to hunt them, and I've, I've put a lot of time yeah. into figuring them out. But well, antelope, mm. you know, I, I don't either, but we <laughs> we figure out a way to hunt them. Yeah. Speaking of that, I need, after we get done, I want to ask you about that because I might have a, an antelope this year so i'll pick your brain a little bit about that Perfect. after we uh we stop recording <laughs> so so um let's let's talk a little bit about uh I, I really from a from an outfitter's perspective and i know we kind of talked about this this last time but things change and a lot has changed since you and i last talked and um I, we get a ton of questions or i get a ton of questions that come into me um because we have a, a lot of our uh what do you want to call it our viewers um, they're from, from back East. And so we get a lot of questions like, how do you scout for elk? How do you scout for deer? And then as things change, they're always asking, okay, so now what do you do? And, and also like, if you're traveling a long ways, you can't come out here and bring cameras out and, and check cameras. And so I kind of want to pick your brain as a guy that spends a lot of time out, you know, scouting, hunting, talk about some of the things that, that you do. So if we could kind of think of like a couple, maybe two or three of your top scouting tips that you would give somebody whether it's from somebody from back east or somebody here locally what would be those those couple of uh tips well what, what i do as an outfitter is a little bit different as what somebody that drew a tag and is going to come out and do to scout because i'll go out after the seasons are over at the end of the year mm -hmm. and see what's left oh, that's a good point um some of the deer are deer that you've watched all summer and mm -hmm. you see that they've made it through or some are the deer that have just showed up to rut. And so that gives me a starting point next year. Mm -hmm. I know these deer made it through at least the hunts. Yeah. And so that's the deer I want to find next year. And so they're going to be in a different place. Maybe you're down looking at them on the winter range. So you right. know, they've survived and you know, they're there, but now you got to go find them on the summer range. Right. And so just, running around and doing what we do that's what that's one of the things we do mm -hmm. is not only look for deer and elk but we're looking for the summer range we're looking for the winter range does, um, does nevada have a, a rut hunt that goes in november uh some of the units do do they okay. yeah i was thinking about like uh, like colorado they have a lot of hunts right yeah. during the middle of the rut but like here in utah you know there, there's a hand like a couple yeah most of the ones. nevada units that i hunt um and the end of October, there's a late hunt in 22 that goes for till the, you know, the first week in November. There's mm -hmm. some late muzzleload hunts that go through November. And there's even some late rifle hunts that go through December in some of the units. Okay. Um, so you, you can catch a rut hunt over there um, if you, depending on the unit you want to draw on and what you want to go for. But So think of the time frame that you're going out there and just to see what's, what's left over, what's left after the hunts are you looking at like the end of november or are you looking even later than that like december and january before they start dropping no generally just november okay um, during kind of the latter parts of the rut then, yeah basically. You go out, it's fun to go watch rut and bucks so of oh course, yeah i'm gonna say you're gonna go do that and, and the camera. same the same with elk you know yeah well i want i want to look 
after the elk seasons are over, what elk survived mm-hmm. and where, what I want to look for next year. If, if I know this buck survived, then I know I want to find him next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm out in December sometimes. Okay. You know, November, December, you're, you're just seeing what survived, what made it and putting it in inventory, you yeah. could say. Mm-hmm. And then, and then next year you're, you're trying to find that deer in the summer. Yeah. See what he, if he grew, if he shrunk, if he, if he's there, maybe a lion killed him, maybe winter killed. I don't know. So you make that sound very easy to see something in in November and December, and then go find it in the next summer. It's not. <laughs> it's not very easy. It's not as easy as he's making it sound. <laughs> no, no. I'm. I, you're trying to go find it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might never. But but it, at least you have something that you know is there mm-hmm. that you're you're trying to find. Yeah. Well, then it kind of carries over because then you, you you see them there, and then uh, I'm assuming you can tell me if I'm wrong, but then you go shed hunting and kind of see what sheds are there. Hopefully, you don't find a deadhead of one of the ones you've been <laughs> chasing forever or whatever. So, it kind of am I am I correct in this? You kind of carry it from one thing to the next yeah. in preparation for July scouting. Yeah, I wish I was a bigger shed hunter than I am. I, I'm not. I don't get out shed hunting very often. I you find, just showed me some amazing sheds, I'm not, man. I didn't say I don't find big oh, sheds, whoa. but I, I I wish I could get out more and do it, but I, I don't know, just that time of year, and it's just you've been gone for six months, and yeah. you're trying to catch up on stuff. But, um, yeah, but, yes, like I just showed you a picture of a giant set of sheds. Yeah, Never nice. seen that deer. That's so crazy. So is that amazing? Just, just because a big deer, you find the sheds or you find him in the rut, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll find him in the summer. Mm-hmm. But like I say, at least you have something to look for. You're not just out there blind hoping you see a big deer on a ridge somewhere. Yeah, that's true. So that, that's you know that's a little different than than say you find out in May you draw a tag that starts mm-hmm. in October and you got to go you got to go scout. Yeah. If if I was going to do that, I mean, first off, I you find the water because you know how it's been lately. There's no water. water. Yeah. So the deer have to survive. Mm -hmm. So you gotta, you gotta find some decent feed and some decent water and it's bad and it's good. You know, I mean, if there's little water, then they've got to come find that water. So you're going to see what's out there. They'll always know where more water is than the human will. It seems like because they drink somewhere. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're not getting them on a trail camera or you're not glassing them, but you know, they're drinking somewhere. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, they're going to survive, but there's a lot more water out there than I think. Well, you showed me one today. Yeah. There's a lot more water out there than I think you can even know about. Yeah. Yeah. We always complain about how, how much of a drought we're in or how little water there is, but they, they will, they will definitely find it. So yeah. Very good point. Yeah. It's uh. We could use some rain. Oh, that man. wouldn't hurt anything. That would not hurt some antler growth or some feed or some roads. Or I was impressed, like I was telling you earlier. Right, like it, I'm seeing a lot of green out in these areas that normally this time of the year is is yellow. There is some. There is but, some. Yeah, I just no. came in from Nevada. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I was late. But <laughs> uh, roads are powder. Um, it's just. It's just. Uh, Gosh. So it, so if someone did get a tag, like just got notified in May. And say, okay, let's say they live in Arizona or Colorado, and got notified in May. Hey, I got this tag in Utah. Which good luck, because nobody out of state gets a tag in Utah. Trust me, I know. Um, for them, you know, someone that hasn't been out in in November and December, what can they do now to really help prepare them for October or August when their hunt starts? Well, now if you know, say you're in Arizona, you're going to get on Google Earth and scout. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty good tool that we have. People underutilize that in today's world. But if you're going to come into the field, you're going to, you're going to go look for feed and water Mm -hmm. first. Okay. And then, and then you're just going to start from there. So I'll spend a lot of time on the glass. If you can run some trail cameras, get great. If you can't, then you just go find the areas that are going to hold the animals and then, and then start glassing from there. I was talking to a guy the other day and he said, he's like, you know, it's, it's almost too late for me now to do scouting. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like this is early on in the game. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, the, the push to even scout for deer has not even happened yet. Yeah. I mean, we're June something 20th. What are we today? Yeah. Um, yeah. 20th. I won't start glassing and looking hard till in July. Okay. 
for some deer. So that gives some guys some hope right there that they, you yeah. know you don't start until the July, and so they're they're not too late. They can still come up here and look. Yeah, yep. Because right now you're going to see some deer with some antlers, and maybe see something that you think is going to be bigger that you know is going to be big. But mm-hmm. um, oh, mama wants you. Yeah, don't tell my wife I <laughs> screened her call, but she can see like she's going to watch this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'd say is is feed and water. Go up to the field, look for feed and water. Mm. Well, you great point because Google Earth, Onyx Maps, yeah. whatever, hop on there. You can find so many things: springs, ponds, troughs. I mean, it's it's good and it's bad. It is <laughs> good because it's a good tool to use, but it's bad because it's it's a good tool to use. It is, and everybody's all using the. It. There's not many secrets anymore. No, yeah. Back when I first started hunting, I remember having those those sweet spots where yeah. no one knew about. And I like I still like to think I have those. I don't. You don't. Everybody yeah. knows every yeah. spot. So there, there's always going to be a camera or something. But good point. Good or bad, yeah. it's it is what it is. It's what it but, is. So might as well utilize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if everybody else is going to use it, yeah. use it, we might as well. Yeah, I I've, I spend a lot of time on Onyx Maps. I think yeah, that's where I, I do, too. do a lot of mine, sitting in church. Yeah, right. I could I could show you my Onyx Map points right now. <laughs> yeah, you want, you want to show you those know, to me? Yeah. I'll, take, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take those. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see those points <laughs> or those waypoints. <laughs> yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in there, and, and that's kind of what I do is I'll just I'll find some spots and then – Go check them out. Hop yeah. in the side by side. Go check them out. That's what I do when I'm going to a new area. Yeah. That say I don't guide a lot or or a new area I'm wanting to branch into. Mm-hmm. You go. I go start looking for for the feed in the water. Yeah. The the canyons. I think the deer are going to bed in uh, stuff like that. So great question. I mean, that's a great point. So you have areas you you'll look at a canyon and be like I think a deer is going to bed in that. What for those that don't know, what does that look like? Oh man, it could look like anything. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> it, it could. I mean, I mean, some of the country we hunt is just rolling hills with sagebrush. Yeah, and and may have some washes in it. I mean, they're going to bed in there. Some of the you know out southwest desert, mm-hmm. you, you can have some thick canyons, some even some ponderosas. Yeah, even some aspens. I yeah. mean. It's amazing so, what you find out there. When I mean, you start I looking. look for shady canyons. Okay, that are going to be shady on the in the during the day, on the on the north slopes usually, mm-hmm. and and you know, I I wish I could think like a deer or an elk, but I in in my mind I'm thinking, okay, if I was a deer or an elk, I'd bed right there. Yeah, because it's it's down a canyon. It's it's got an escape route. Yeah, it's got cover stuff like that isn't it funny that you can look at a place like i, I do it all the time I, I drive up into a place and it's all oh, this looks like elk country and whoever's with me is like what does that even look like <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about this looks just like the mountain range we looked at back there but no it doesn't you know i go different. to some places every single year that just look like they're going to hold biggest deer you've ever seen mm-hmm. and i haven't even Nothing. seen a deer there but they look good. Yeah. So I keep going back. <laughs> I still got cameras in One there. One of these days, there's <laughs> going to be a big never know. Deer there, there will be. You know? Yeah. So. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever been down by like Matakwa area? Have you ever gone down that way? Yeah. That's what I like. I look at that place and I'm like, that there's no deer oh, man. out here. Like it, it's so desert and just there's cactus everywhere and no way. Deer and, like the desert. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I like, I mean, I. I hunt that area a lot. Deer like the desert, but they also like the high timbers. They're versatile. Yeah. Really, they are. I mean, there'll be deer in the summer down there where you, it's 110 degrees, <sighs> cactus. Really? I've you never. Know, there, I, there'll I, be some deer I'll in the summer I'm down there. never been down there in the summer. I've, I've only gone there. Actually, I've only gone there during the winter when I thought I, they'd I moved down. Go, I mean, it's too hot for me in the summer, yeah. but. I don't like to hunt in a speedo and tank top, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's not what you told me before we hit record. That's supposed to be our secret, man. Come on. <laughs> no, that's the, it's just interesting how deer can just live anywhere, everywhere. Doesn't really matter. Like anywhere can be deer country. I think. Yeah. I guess what my point in saying all this is like for someone that's coming over, and I'm just using like like when I go to Colorado, I go hunt in Colorado and new areas and. I just kind of go everywhere. I look at areas. I'm like, oh yeah, this looks like it could be a, a place that would hold yeah, deer. That's maybe it does. That's what that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I mean, you just you got to look everywhere. If that if it looks like it'll hold deer to you, probably will. Yeah. Especially if there's water mm-hmm. close by within a couple miles, and 
stuff like that. So, how far do you see deer going for water? I've seen them go three, four, five miles. Jeez, for water, it's a long ways, man. I feel like those big bucks too. They can go like days without water yeah. too. So they won't. They I've won't had some deer that. that I've chased and hunted. I mean, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before mm-hmm. that we've seen on camera. I've glassed them up three miles away in the barely, you know, mm-hmm. get glimpses yeah. of them and, and just cannot get in there to kill them. That's and why. they, they come around every few days and get a drink in the mm-hmm. middle of the night and stuff like that. So they're, they're big for a reason. Yeah. And, and a lot of times I find myself not going far enough out. Mm-hmm. I may have a deer on a trail camera. And so I'm trying to find that deer. And, and sometimes I don't think I'm going far enough out. I mean, I see deer like that. I, I glassed this deer, this particular deer up by accident mm-hmm. because I, I just went farther out, got up on the big knob and was glassing back toward, and, and I, he was right underneath me. Oh, geez. So I, I get on the map and it's three miles. So I'm like, I'm not going far enough sometimes. Yeah. But I think three to five miles is nothing for them. Yeah. You know, for us to walk three or five miles on the mountains, yeah. it's a big deal. But for them, well, deer, but especially elk. Oh, yeah. Elk. Nothing. I mean, I just I just think about when I'm out riding my horse or something, you know, mm-hmm. moving some cows or or just out riding. You can, you can cover five miles in in yeah. an hour. Yeah. I mean, you know Easy. what I mean. It's just like Easy. Yeah. So so those I I think that's what a lot of people are finding. Maybe is I don't think we're going far enough away. Mm-hmm. I think I think deer and elk are going to travel. That's a and, and you're and. I've seen the, it's the opposite too. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've seen la- lazy deer. Mm-hmm. But they, they go just over the they ridge. They go over the ridge and sleep. that's where they bed. Yep. <laughs> you know, 500 yards away from the water and you can glass them up every day. Yep. So. <laughs> so true. Are you seeing a lot of these deer become nocturnal or have you noticed them becoming more nocturnal over the last couple of years? Because I feel like I have. I feel like that uh, I used to see them hit my cameras, you know, seven in the mornings, maybe seven thirty in the morning, but now I'm it's it's one and two in the morning that they're hitting my cameras, then they're just gone. Yeah, I'm, I see that for sure. I don't know if I feel like it's any any more any worse. or any less. Um, big deer for sure. Yeah, I see hit in the middle like of the they're night. They're always that way. Yeah, um, but it's it's kind of sporadic. I, I I do notice that, like early in the trail camera season, mm-hmm. they'll hit earlier or later, however you want to say it, later in the morning, earlier in the evening. As, right. as, as people start going out, I've noticed deer get later and later and yeah, later. Yeah, that's kind of what I've noticed too. Uh, I had one particular deer. I watched him for a couple of years. I'd get him really early on trail camera. Mm-hmm. And then once more cameras and more people started showing up, never get him again. Ne- I mean, and back, back before um, – some of the new trail com- camera rules when you could leave them up mm-hmm. he would show up again about november so he would disappear basically from august to november yeah oh fart he, he, no i'm, I'm Isn't saying it amazing july he would leave in july when people started showing up wow and then he would show back up in in november so that's why november december become yeah. like that i mean yeah so there's just no rhyme or reason why deer do what they do yeah really i They're feel like smart creatures I feel like there's a time when they're patternable. Like, you know, August, I feel like, well, during the archery hunts, I feel like I can pattern them a little bit better. Come the end of the year when they've been pushed around for a month or two, good luck. Just, it's a, it's a luck game. And they, and they, they can travel just, I mean, from point A to point B, especially during the rut, Mm -hmm. different times. I mean, they can go 20, 30 miles, I think. Yeah. That's a long ways. But we see that. I mean, yeah, we, I, we live on the western side of, of Utah, and we I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. You've seen animals that are here in Utah, and whoop, they pop up in uh, Nevada. They don't know that state line exists. You know, I killed a deer in November last year for myself. I don't hunt very often yeah. for myself. It was a monster, by the way. Um, but I had a guy reach out to me and say he watched that deer all summer. Mm-hmm. He told me where he watched it, and I told him where i killed it and we got on the map and it was 21 miles as the crow flies so they that's nothing i don't think for them that was from summer range to to november you know but uh you know from where we live Mm -hmm. those deer that that winter down in the nevada desert that's quite a ways that is a ways so sometimes i in your scouting 
sometimes I think you need to branch out. Yeah. You need to, you need to look at a bigger circle. That's a good point. That's a, that's a really good lesson for those that are, are doing the e-scouting. You know, you find that, that water, don't just look at that little yeah. canyon. Don't, start. don't look at that one canyon. Draw mm-hmm. yourself a five-mile circle. Mm-hmm. Which you have the tools to do that on some yeah, of these programs. That's where you need to look. Yeah. Which can be a daunting thing, too. You know, some people look at that like, how am I supposed to cover all that country? And maybe you know, that's weekend? rare. Maybe maybe I'm just talking about rare cases. I don't know. I don't but think so. But it seems so. like I have that happen to me quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about some of the animals I've chased recently. Yeah. and. Yeah, they move at least five miles, I mean, look if at, not further. Look at the bull that we were just talking about mm-hmm. before from where I seen him. Oh, it, w- it was about a week before I, sh- I showed you that video. Yeah. And then where I sh- took that video, that yeah. was, well, I know it's four miles across that. I'm, uh, yeah. We're talking six, seven miles that that I from where I seen him the one week to the next week. Yeah, that's so, nothing nothing to them. So broaden your broaden your circles. Yeah. Look, look more places. Well, and again, using your, your tools that you have, use that Onyx, use that Google Maps, and just, and I don't know, I feel like the more you do this, I was, I know I was joking about looking at a place and saying that looks like deer country or that looks like elk country, but I honestly think that's yeah, true. I feel I like think that, you know, yeah. I think you get the feeling for it and you get, I mean, you just, you get the experience of learning, yeah, I see deer in this kind of country, I mm-hmm. see elk in this kind of country, and does it... Does it ever get frustrating when you get somewhere and you're like, oh, I know, like I'm, I've looked at this on Onyx. I know this is going to hold some some deer. Does it get frustrating when they're yeah. not there? <laughs> you go and glass your eyeballs out and mm-hmm. don't see anything. And ah, it makes me crazy. It makes me crazy. Or someone told you there's something there and you're like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is what I'm going to find here. I'm, there's going to be 40 head of deer, 40 head of elk yeah. in here. And then you see absolutely nothing. And they're probably just the ridge over. But yeah, that's where you got to, you know put those those it's, miles in it gets frustrating yeah when you're doing uh summer scouting during july is most of your time spent in a vehicle uh just put miles on the truck trying to see as much country as you can see or do you get out and do a lot of hiking during that time probably more probably more driving um looking at uh looking at country yeah seeing okay this this water has water this year this water doesn't this mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that and then as as it gets later then then a lot more kind of hiking in and actually glassing and trying to find the deer and pattern him and watch yeah. him and or or elk i say deer but either either oh. one, whichever we got going on but i think that's a a lot of people think they need to come here and they need to be hiking you know oh i got to get out there and i just got to hike this mountain range yeah. and, and that's great too but then then that's all you're seeing is is that one ridge that you're hiking up exactly and uh I got to cover some country because I got a lot going on and I got to, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, with the road systems nowadays, side by sides, I think that we can kind of, we can see a lot of country, yeah. a lot of good deer and elk country. If I go down here and, okay, this pond, this pond's dried up, this water's dried up, then I know I don't really need to look down there. Right. So do a lot of that. I do that too. I think a lot of times when I, if I can find water, especially one that I feel like is a little bit secluded that I can really spend some time that's when I'll start putting the the miles on the boots yeah, and yep. really, because then I'm looking for sign. I'm looking for, you know, yeah. I'm looking for animals too, but really trying to figure out, are they even in that area at that time? So I just, uh, I make fun of Trevor because he has a new, a new pickup every time I, I see him. And so I, I figured he's got to be putting a lot of miles on that truck <laughs> or those trucks. Wear them out. <laughs> that's the guide life isn't it yeah <laughs> i'm not kidding either like every time i see him he's got a new truck yeah not every time i had my last one for a while the dodge yeah yeah i, I it felt like for me it was pretty yeah, well, quick <laughs> you only come around once a year a, a while for you is different th- too than me you know, like yeah. i keep a truck for like you know 10 years yeah i break them down in about four <laughs> of course you gotta got, you gotta watch trevor drive across to I can get you there. You, you can. That was, I, man, I about died last year when we were on that one hunt. And I'm sitting up on this knoll. And I, I think, I can't remember if it was Jed that said that Alex Sarah feels me. No joke. I could hear you clear across the valley. Whoa. <laughs> Coming in. I was like, oh, here comes Trevor. <laughs> Got to get somewhere. Got places to go. That's right. You probably didn't even feel a bump going across that. It was probably the smoothest yeah, that road's you know, ever been. I feel them when I come to a ditch that's washed out or something. (laughs) 
hey, but you got there. Yeah, we you got, got there. You got there in time to see him. So, hey, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about this. Some of the new rules that we have going on. I mean, well, do you have anything else about scouting that you'd like to that you do that you want to go over? No, I I don't really do anything out of the norm, really, mm-hmm. other than spend a lot of time. You so know, it really, I'm, just put in the time. Yeah, I mean, you're. I don't know if the if average guy's the right word, but I I spend a lot of time, days and days, mm-hmm. daily out there when it comes to July and August and stuff and. And that's a little bit different than somebody that don't have a lot of time off work and can't get out, but only the weekends and stuff. So that's the only thing I do different, yeah. really. Looking for feed and water. I'm looking for a sign. I'm looking for uh, canyons, just just different things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, uh, I'm out there a lot. But that's what people get when they pay. You know, that's what people get what they pay for with yeah. you because that's why people get a guide. Is yeah. You put in that time. They don't have the ability to put in that time, so they can call you and say, hey, you know, yeah, that's, put, and put that's what it comes down to a lot of is people just like, you know what, it's going to cost me, it's going to cost me as much to, to drive myself up there and spend yeah. all this time looking. So let's just, let's just hire a guide and that's great. That's what I'm here for. That's a good point, man. I haven't really thought about it that way, but you think about, especially with gas prices right now, yeah. if you make a trip from Arizona, say you drive a deer tag here in Utah and you're coming from Arizona. Yeah. That's a, you're going to yeah. be a thousand bucks. Yeah. Honestly. It's kind of crazy. I mean, just running out for a little bit, it's a hundred bucks a day now. Yeah. So. Half a tank of gas, hundred bucks, and you're running out checking a few cams, glassing a ridge in the evening or something. That's hundred bucks every single day. Man, you think this is gonna break this whole gas I don't prices? Know. I don't know. Man, ah, uh, I'm gonna go all political on us here. Ah, uh, get back, crazy. get back to deer. Big I'm deer. sorry, I'm sorry. I was gonna, I was gonna go way off. Yeah, get back to big deer. That makes us happy. <laughs> That does make gas us happy. prices don't make us happy. That's why I sit down in this room. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah, that, I know. There's I, a lot of... Everybody's always like, "Why are you so happy?" Because I'm at, I work here as well. You know, oh. my my day job is sitting right here sitting at this right desk. There. Hey, there and you go. Everybody's like, "Ah, oh, you're so happy." Well, when you get to look at this all day long, it's it's pretty all right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these new rules and laws that that came out. I, I've got a podcast that's going to be coming out here. This one actually probably will release before that one, um, but. Just talking about some of the new Utah laws and regulations, and and I guess Nevada actually has some some new stuff going on too. But I really want to get your thoughts on on some of the trail camera stuff. That's the hottest topic. Like we get the most comments on trail cameras if we post something on social media. If we have an article, it, it gets blown up. It gets the most views. I mean, people care about this trail camera thing. And so as a guide, as an outfitter. I'd kind of like to pick your brain about it and just just get your thoughts again. You can be candid or you can just be very political, whatever you want to be. But you know, <clears throat> I haven't read the fine print on the Utah stuff like I should. But to me, it's not cut and dried. Mm-hmm. It's either can you have them or can, or you, can you not? Yeah. And when we were just talking and and the way you interpret it is, you can have them if you're not hunting. Yeah, if you're not I, hunting, I, I you don't, don't have know. a tag in your pocket. You're um, good. Nevada's had the rule for a few years. We we have to pull them by July thirty first, August first, whatever the mm-hmm. end of July. Yeah, and uh, now Utah's that way. Is it a game changer? Does it does it ruin your life that you can't keep no. a camera up in mm-hmm. in Nevada after? It doesn't August ruin 1st? my life. No, um, I think people need I, to hear that right there. I, think I that's like a good to point. go see. I like to check my cameras, and and when we could run them all year, we ran them all year. And yeah. when you're hunting and you don't have anything to do in the middle of the day, you go check your cameras. Get mm-hmm. something for you and the client to do. So get you, you some excitement too, because yeah. you're like, hey, look at the look what he I got. Came in camera. last night. Yeah, you know? that's fun. Something like that, but no, it doesn't ruin our life. Yeah, I still run them mm-hmm. just because I I think I have to to keep up. So so we run them till the end of July. We kind of see what's there in the summer, and then and then that's what we're looking for in August and and the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told you this before. I've seen deer on trail camera and elk on trail camera for years and years and years. And we've never laid eyes on. Yeah. So a trail camera is not going to not, you're not automatically going to kill that big buck or, or elk on, because you got him on camera. Right. What, what do and, you think the, like your ratio of like the animals that you kill, how many of those do you have on, on camera? Oh shoot. I don't know. I mean, we've, we've killed plenty that we've had on camera, have you? but we've, we've killed some, so in, I'm going to use one example. In 2015, it, we were in Nevada. You could you could run cameras all year. Mm-hmm. We we ended up 
we had a lot of cameras out. We ended up killing a buck in October, a big buck, 200 and something incher. And we'd never had him on camera. So wow. it, it goes both ways. Yeah. You know? I don't think but, that the camera makes you more successful, though. It just gives you an idea of what's there, but yeah. it doesn't pull the trigger for you. Yeah, I, I like I like running them because uh, I like seeing the deer's habits. I like seeing where they move mm-hmm. and when they move and how they move yeah. and stuff like that. But it's it's a lot of work. and In Nevada, yeah. can you run a – can you just absolutely not run them after August 1st, or is it kind of the same like if you don't have a tag – or is it just absolutely no cameras? I think it's, I think it's no cameras. I, I'm not wow. 100% on that, but, um, and I'm an outfitter over there, and so I, I just pull them, and I, I don't. Don't even but, flirt with the but law. But generally, there. you go pull them at the end of the end of July, and then you go hunting, and you're going into the waters. They're, it's, they're pretty, Still. the guys have taken it pretty seriously, and they, they pull their cameras. I, I don't know what's going to be like in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a few cameras up after the deadline in Nevada, but not many. Hmm. So I don't know. Um, See, that's the thing with Utah is because, so the way that it's been told to me, and it's in there and it's on that podcast, is that, yeah, if you don't have that tag in your pocket, if you're not the one hunting it, you can keep cameras up because if you're not using it to help you harvest that deer or that elk or whatever. And so, like, for a lot of people that don't have tags this year, they're going to be running cameras yeah. all season long. <clears throat> and I, I honestly haven't read it. I need to get myself caught up with it, but... There's a good podcast that you can listen to about uh, it. It's I'll, called the E-Hunter podcast. To it. Can you, could you give me the, <laughs> the guy's name? I'll send you that guy's name. I'll, I'll text good. you. <laughs> um, yeah, I. one thing that I like about not having the cameras, you know, when we pull them in the end of the month, mm-hmm. the end, is then it's fun when something shows up that you don't know about. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, I had that happen last year. I was just kind of out and about and seeing this buck and... I got in and got a little closer look, and he was a dandy buck, and I, I didn't know about him. Never that's, knew he was there, That huh? was pretty fun. Man. You know, so, so well, that, it doesn't, cameras, cameras is a, everybody's got their own opinion on cameras, and right. that's one that, that there's most opinions on. It's, it's crazy. It you blows know, up. I, so, for me, it's not ruining my life that we have to pull them. I, I don't like the rules. Yeah. I don't like so many rules being forced down our throat and so many stipulations and everything else that we got to abide by. Mm-hmm. So I don't like being told I can't run them. So I don't like to be told to do anything. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me too bad. I mean, even if we couldn't run them at all, like mm-hmm. Arizona mm-hmm. is going to do this year. Right. Let's just go back to old school hunting. Yeah, You know, true. some... I spent a lot of time out there, and, and I'd have to spend more. Uh, I would, I admit. I'd have to go out more. And, Twist my arm. Because I can't go check 100 cameras or, I mean, yeah, in a weekend or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I, you're you're looking at one or two spots in the morning. You're glassing one or two spots in the evening, and that's what you're doing. But everybody would be on the same page. See, that's what's important to me is that everybody's on the same page. As long as we're all doing the same thing, I don't think cameras are going to make us more or less I successful. think that's why there's so big a controversy right now is because a lot of the outfitters have a lot of cameras. Yeah. Well, that's a why lot I of your, you the question. A lot of your DIY guys, mm-hmm. they might have a lot. I know some that have a lot more cameras than me. Yeah. Yep. But then I know some guys that, you know, they can only afford a few cameras, and that's mm-hmm. that's not a problem, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's just that's why there's so many different opinions on it and well, I think people think that it got out of hand. I think people think, oh, these outfitters are running, you know, hundreds and thousands of cameras out there, and, and that's why the, all the animals are dying. That's not why the animals have changed. It's the drought. That, there's, I don't think it has anything to do with cameras, but I think that people think that they've got to control it somehow, and we've got to create these rules for, for everything. So, And to be honest with you, I'm fine. Take Get rid of the cameras. That, yeah. As long as we're on the same – that deer right there was not shot by using a trail camera. Yeah. So – take them away if you want to take them away but honestly i mean neither was mine that i killed last year yeah exactly exactly yeah it was in utah i spent all my time in nevada i come (laughs) home two days before my hunt started that's all i had to scout i ran out and we i had a good time yeah so even even my uh you've seen him on my wall my Mm -hmm. other one of my other big deer um your mom that was before Mm -hmm. trail cameras really yeah i mean that was there was some cameras out. They were as big as a brick, you right. know, and stuff like that. But but it wasn't. We didn't use them really that but, much. But I'm not saying. I mean, we've killed some big deer that we've got on camera. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, they they are a they are a tool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. For sure. But I don't know. I hope Utah doesn't do what Arizona do, has done, or even to the point of what Nevada has done. Um, if if that's how it is, you can't use it after that date. Just because. Like at least let me use it if I'm not hunting, because that's something that me and my kids love to do. I love to get out. I love to look at, at trail camera pictures. You know, it's just fun. It's just another reason to get out outside. You know, I love shed hunting for that same reason. I love it all. So I don't know. I, that's why I kind of want to ask you. Yeah. Like, if, if, sorry, I had to. No, you're good. Text my wife. Say Taryn's keeping me yeah, way too no. long. Is she asking like, are we are you ready to go? <laughs> no, I I don't know what she's wanting. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't say it like that. Um, You're gonna get me in trouble. Let me text her yeah, and yeah, say yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I wanted to ask yeah. you from a from an outfit. And I may not have answered that in a in a yes or a no answer, but I don't think it is a yes or a no. I, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, yeah. every single person has a different opinion mm-hmm. about the truck cameras. Yeah, I I'd be okay if they went away. And I'm okay if they stay. Yeah. I use them. I use them now because we can, and I but, like to see the. I like to see what's there, and I mm-hmm. like to see what they do and how far they move. And and you know, what I'm gonna miss the most if they were to get rid of, rid of trail cameras is our conversation before we hit record. Like we were just showing each other pictures, pictures yeah. and and that's that's so fun. Like look at what I've got here. Look what I've got here. I'm not gonna tell you where it's at, but you know, this is what I'm seeing, and I I love that. I I would miss that part of it. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. What about some of the other stuff going on in, in Utah? Like they, they've talked, well, I think they actually did it. We had an article on it about uh, no more scopes on uh, muzzle loaders. But they're even talking about like taking away turrets off of scopes. Oh, see, I, I'm behind the times. Oh, man. I haven't I haven't updated myself on that. So you got you to gotta get updated. I'm not going to be helpful on that question. Yeah, so they're they're taking, oh, sorry, not taking away scopes on uh Muzzlers, it's a, it's the power, like the, gosh, what is it? Is it variable power? I'm speaking out of turn here, and we have an article that I, I think I even wrote it. <laughs> I can't remember. No, I, I, I haven't, uh, haven't seen that. I have not seen that. Yeah, that's. I think that's what they want to do. I think it's just taking it back down to either no scopes at all, or just just a one power, a one or power scope, just like what it used to be. Yeah, exactly how Utah used to be, which I'm actually okay with. I'm, I'm. I kind of miss those days, to be honest. I wish they'd get rid of scopes. Well, that's what I, that's what we do in Nevada. The, yeah. No scopes. And Colorado. Colorado's no, no scopes, scopes at all. Either. Open sights only. And so... It's a primitive weapon. And so I... I I guess I'm neutral on that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... Does does any of this stuff impact, like, clients wanting to book with you? Do, are they... Uh, does it affect that at all? No. No, because, I mean, like Nevada, for instance, it's just... That's what it's always been. No scopes. So yeah. when they call and they draw want to draw a muzzle loader, that's what they that's what they know. That's what just what they expect, yeah. huh? That's just what they expect. Mm-hmm. I see. I think maybe since uh, scopes on muzzle loaders, a few people have maybe changed and put in for muzzle load hunts in Utah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I did. Maybe let's Remember say the I elk. Did. I mean, I drew a muzzle load tag last year. Yeah, probably because of it. Yeah. Um, but but the the deer I killed in '06. Um, that was back before the scope, so it was open sided, mm-hmm. and that's my biggest deer to date. So, do you have one of those nice fancy muzzle loaders? Uh, yeah, I is do. It, is it a Paramount? Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. You sucker, man! I want yeah. one of those. I mean, so, bad. so I, is it I have a scope. That, oh yeah, <laughs> with a or a gun with a nice scope. So, yeah. But if they want to take it back, then that's fine. Those are sweet guns, though. Yeah. I I've wanted one of those. Well, so I it killed a big bull and a big buck last year. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, I could say I did the same thing. You know, I've always, well, since I moved to Colorado, I've been applying for the muzzleloader tax. Like, oh, I better, yeah. better chances of yeah. getting that. Plus, yeah, that's what I do is I'd buy a Paramount. I would put a, I'd put a turreted scope on it yeah. and it'd basically be like a rifle that I'm hunting. And they are. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. The problem with the Utah, I guess it kind of hits the rut though. The The heat of the rut though is right during the, the rifle season. Here in Utah, yeah, for elk, yeah, for elk, yeah. yeah, for elk. Sorry, see, see, I go directly to depends, elk. Depends on I, the, it, yeah, it depends on the year. I, a lot of times, I feel like the muzzleload seasons better on on where we hunt. Yeah, you know, a lot of times it, it can be a little better. Rifle yeah. hunt is generally pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, which really, yeah, I don't know. I, I've switched now. I'm doing rifle here in Utah now that I'm a resident. I 
I still didn't get a tag, so <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm not dust not destined to hunt elk in in Utah. I'll keep hunting these little things in Colorado <laughs> and and just call it good. Hey, that's a nice, that was a fun bull though. Yeah, for Colorado, I, I was pretty happy with him, but it's pretty comparable to to that. Maybe it doesn't have quite the force that that one has, but he's a good little bull. Do you hunt out of state at all? Like, I mean. I don't. Personally? No. I guess you really don't do a lot of hunting for yourself, do you? I'm, I don't know. I'm too busy. Man. Don't say that. That's... Yeah. You got to take... I mean, you got to... I've I've killed a lot of good stuff myself, but I get more enjoyment out of taking somebody else out and, and giving them the experience as I do myself. Really? Yeah. You know, your finger I mean, doesn't start twitching. Doesn't. Like, oh, let me just... Let me do it. No, it doesn't. See, this is why I haven't been able to like fully commit to this. I know. Because I want to be the one behind that gun. Yeah, it'll change for you. Yeah. I have three kids old enough to hunt now. So That's... I love taking them out. I'm looking forward to that. So um, both my older kids have killed big, big good deer. Yeah, they've killed some and, nice ones. And that's been more fun than any hunt I've ever done. Even my big deer last year. Mm-hmm. Way more fun to watch my kids shoot a deer. Yeah. I, I'm excited for that. How old are your oldest? Are you uh, older? Lane. 15 my oldest is 15 and then my boy's 13 okay and, and, I and then Lainey's daughter that just turned 12, 12 so she she uh she didn't get a tag this year but i'm gonna mentor her my deer tag okay so that she can get a chance to hunt nice. and I'd, I'd way rather just take her out and yeah yeah i'm excited Jaden turns 12 not until uh november so we couldn't get him couldn't get him anything yeah anything this year he got his hunter safety done but yeah, I'm excited to get him hunting. I think once I get them hunting, I probably really won't hunt that much anymore. I'll just focus yeah, on no, them. That's I I have some clients that I take that it's just like a dream dream for them and, mm-hmm. and to see their excitement. Um I I don't I don't miss I, I love to go hunting and myself, but mm-hmm. I really like doing what I'm doing. And and I can't do both very easy. No, I, I can time. I, I can hunt for myself a little bit. But, but hunting uh, for yourself doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, that's the problem. My kid, we, you know, my kids have Arizona points, and they got Nevada points, mm-hmm. and my wife has some Arizona deer points and stuff. But myself, I don't have anything anywhere. I mean, really, a few Arizona points, no Nevada points. No. Gosh, I would never guess. I would have thought you'd have a plethora of Nevada points for everything. I, I should. I should have been putting in all these years. But Not I even just, like sheep and stuff. Uh-oh. Trevor, you know what? I don't. I just. <laughs> One of those things. That's the beauty of it, though. That's uh, that actually speaks a lot. Of, uh, speaks volumes to me. That shows me that you truly love what you do and and enjoy truly being that that guide. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it really is it's fun. Is awesome. What which one has more pressure, being the guide or being the hunter? Oh, I don't like being the hunter. <laughs> Last year. Oh. <laughs> That was not fun. <laughs> Come on, it was fun. I'd way rather be the guide. I think <sighs> I think where I guide so much, I put too much pressure on myself. Yeah, yeah. So that's like true. I, this is what I do. I, I I gotta. I have to kill a big deer or a big elk or something like that, you know. And so it's a lot of pressure, and and which I don't have to. I just need I was to say go you have don't fun. have to go shoot something. Anything yeah, it doesn't I, matter. I just go have fun. Yeah, and. uh so yeah, I, I made that comment last year, man. I don't like being the hunter. <laughs> should have called me. I would have came yeah, in and guided you. Yeah, should have. <laughs> I'll take some of that pressure off of you. <laughs> I think I agree with you. I think that uh, being the hunter, there's there's just so much pressure. It's well, cause you you know, I, I think about some of these tags. You know, like when I do get my elk tag here, twenty years. I'm, well, I've got twenty one points. Yep. When I finally get that tag, I think I'm going to be miserable. To it, be completely honest with you. Yeah, I I did the, went through that last year. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm gonna be relieved that it's over, yeah. which is a sad thing to say. You are. That's I I was relieved it's done and I can move on. Yeah, drew it on a horrible year, of course. You know, yeah, that's where my but, luck is, and I but I just decided that I'm not gonna turn it back. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. keep playing that game. I'm gonna go hunt and have fun, and I did. I had fun. I didn't kill the biggest deer on the mountain. There wasn't big deer last year, but right. I I had a good time, and I probably would have. Done the same thing this year if I'd have mm-hmm. drawn it or, ne- or next year. I just go out and have fun. Have fun, and that's what matters. Honestly, you know, as long as you're having fun, it really doesn't matter what the only, the, the only regret number. I have about the deer I killed last year was not taking my kid out of school to go with me. Mm. I was by myself, you know, and 
or calling your friends calling, and having calling, them come know, with you to go hunting. Everybody you know, thinks they got to go work. Yeah. <laughs> jobs. Yeah. And, you know, I nobody think job, that thing me. kills me. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you see your little kid just jump for joy. That is. Yeah, they would have loved to go out with you. On, uh, had been on that one yeah. with you. But you're right. I mean, it's just having fun. Just enjoy. So... No. Well, cool, man. Well, I didn't mean to take up your whole afternoon. I just wanted to, to chat a little bit with you. Get some ideas out there for some people that don't know what they're doing. You know, we have so many new people getting into hunting each yeah, and every day. It's getting busy, isn't it? Go drive out there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you do, but it's crazy yeah. how many people. I, I get a lot of phone calls from guys that, you know, what what does it take to come hunt with you? Well, what I do, it takes a lot of points. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like you got to... can't just buy it. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, a lot of what I do is draw tags, yeah. Utah and Nevada. So, I mean, how many points do you have? 21. Yeah, see, yeah. so it's not like it's just you can put in next year and come. Yeah. I've got um, 14 or 13 in Nevada. I do. I do take some people that are that lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so, some of those people. I, I'm taking a guy this year that I took a couple years ago in Nevada, he drew again. Are you so kidding it me? It happens. <sighs> it happens, but, um, that's not me. Yeah. Just like the one elk hunt I did last year with uh-huh. my friend, he, he only had 12 points. Oh really? And you guys have 20 something. Yeah. Unit. So it's, it's just, uh, well, the one we took uh, later, he had what, 18 or 19. Yeah. At least maybe, maybe more, maybe into the twenties. Oh, was he really? Yeah. He did maybe. a late hunt. Yeah. I thought he was only like 18, maybe. So. Oh, geez. So, um, yeah, it's hard to even answer that. What, what do I got to do to come hunting with you? Well, yeah. you got to start applying. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You'll never be able to come. It's too, it's too popular nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, you're too young, but it's not like when I started hunting, not that you went much over older here to the me. store and you bought your deer tag. I do remember those days. See? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. No, it's changed a lot since then. People, Some people think it's like a little bit too daunting to put in. Like now they think with the point creep, they're never going to draw. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to be patient. Somebody's got to draw the tags. Yeah. Well, and there are those guys that draw, like you said. Yeah. They do it with five points, there's 12 ran- points, whatever. There's random tags. Mm-hmm. Utah has random tags. Yeah. Nevada has a d- little bit different system, and and I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know exactly, but but you take your deer points and they square them, and that's mm-hmm. how many times your name's in the hat. Yeah. Yep. So Utah's a little bit different with their bonus points and so many allotted to bonus points and different things like Max that. Max points, but, yeah. But they're still random tags, and somebody's going to draw those. Yeah, and somebody does. Every somebody year does. there's that, that guy that's always like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had five points and I drew my tag. Yeah. I've, I want to shoot I've him. looked up, and some of the guys have drawn sheep tags with a few points because mm-hmm. they've drawn the one random tag. Yep. So I, I never tell my opinion when people say, should I just buy points? No, don't buy a point. Put in for the put in for the tag. Yeah. Unless it's something that you can't do this year right. and you want to keep your points going. Right. But but put in for the tag. Well, and even then you can turn it back. Cost if you, get you the it. same. It does, yeah. Because you're either buying a point for ten bucks or applying for ten bucks mm-hmm. unless you draw, then it's more. But no, I, I say put in. Yeah. You're never gonna draw if you don't put in. Yeah. Some people have a hard time with Nevada because you have to buy the hunting license yeah. and then put in but Arizona's the same way. But honestly that's a tank of gas now. You know, yeah. it's 150 bucks. I, I, I spend more than that to fill my truck up, actually. So, yeah, you and me both. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's like my wife, for instance, has 18 points in Arizona. Wow. Uh, you can't, I can't just quit now. No, so no. So, you buy no, the no. license, you just mm-hmm. keep putting her in. Yep. I do like Arizona and Nevada both have youth. They really kind of cater to the youth. They do. It's five bucks in Arizona to buy them a hunting license. So, yep. so. Start that's, building points that's early. That's something I tell tell these guys right now. Start getting your kids points now. Yep. In Arizona, you can start at ten years old. By the time they're out of high school, they could have eight points, yeah. nine points, and if they want to go hunt, not everybody needs to hunt the strip. No, no. You know. Oh, there's so many other. Good, if you want to go hunt a unit down south or try to get a Kaibab tag or something mm-hmm. like that, your your kids can hunt. Yeah. And then, you know, Nevada's the same way. They got a $10 hunting license for the kids. So that's why I, I'm building my kids' points in both those states. I didn't realize in Arizona, I thought they had to be 12. I was thinking Jaden's first year was this year that he could put in. 10 years old. Crap, I missed out on 
I guess he's still 11, so I missed out on one point. Yeah, and it just but, ended last week. Yeah. Dang it. So I should have had him in. I didn't, my I didn't my wife's that. cousin drew at 10 years old. Drew his first time. How sweet would that old. be? Killed a big old giant typical deer. <laughs> I watched <sighs> it. This was this was years ago. He's, you know, that was 15 years ago or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know when it was. It was a while ago. But that's that's fun. So it's it's uh, parents get your kids in now, mm-hmm. and yep. and if you you need to put in for yourself. I mean, you need to get build points too because you can't just sit here and say, "Oh, I'm never going to draw, so I'm not going to put in." Right. Yeah, you might not you, ever draw. But you'll never draw if you don't but put you in. Never draw if you don't put in. You have zero percent chance yeah. if you never put in, but at least you have some. And zero 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 point one if you do put in. Well, so, hey, hey, but at least there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> so yeah. no, it's it's a different if it's a different game than it used to be. I still enjoy it, and I'm still mm-hmm. trying to make a living at it. Mm-hmm. You're doing a good job. You really are. I'm. I'm glad that you're still doing it. You're still, you're still in it. Is your is your father-in-law still yeah. guiding down there? Yep. I haven't I haven't heard much full, from him down full there. Full steam ahead. Is he? Yeah. How many guys does he have down there with him? He's he's got four or five guides, sub guides that does are he really? helping him now. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they've they've done well over the last few years. They've got a couple of big clients this year already, and and the draws will be coming out. I imagine in a the end of the month. Yeah, it should be soon. Imagine those draws will be the end of the month, and then, and then, and you know they can't run cameras this year. It's going to be a little different. Yeah, but when you've grown up in a place, I feel like you have an advantage. I was going to say for him, it's not going to be nothing. It's going to be easy. So, so no cameras can be an advantage for some, Mm -hmm. disadvantage for others. Yeah, yeah. For those people trying to go down there to to guide or outfit, it's going to be tough. But for guys like him that live there and. Gosh, I don't even know how old he is now, but he's been there for a long time, and he knows it very, very well. So, now that's good. I gosh, I haven't even seen any of his stuff lately. Does he post anything on social media? He's got one of his guides kind of runs a social media page for Does him. He? Yeah, and he post they post some quite a bit of stuff, quite a bit of big deer. Man, nothing's come to my feed yet or lately. I need to I'll have to go look him up and. I just see seen some had. today on Instagram. So. Oh okay. Um, I know they're still running that social media stuff. Nice. I was going to ask you, do you care if I steal some of your pictures and stuff from social media and, and put on, kind of mix into this video and, no, and whatnot? No, Help yourself. Okay. I'll even send you some others. Yeah? Sweet. Want, yeah, I love, just that way it's I mean, not I just looking like at you and I if here. If a guy puts a picture on social media, it he's putting it out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and you can't really tell where it's at or, you know, it's it's not yeah. that secret anymore. It's not, you know? yeah. So, mean, yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll put it out there and... Who cares? No, I like I put it out there and hope people will share it. I yeah, mean, that's that's advertising. I mm-hmm. I do a lot of my book a lot of my clients just by that kind of stuff and word of mouth. Really? So do you get a lot of people that reach out to you via social media? Uh, not as much the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. there for a while I really was. The last couple of huh. years have been more word of mouth. Nice. I talked to so and so, and they they hunted with you, or yeah, they yeah they hunted with me, or they know somebody that hunted with me, or they've heard about us, and so they've they've called us that way. Um, I don't have a website. I'm still old school. Yeah. I've, I've looked into it, but I just have never pulled the trigger on it. No, oh, when you do, let me know. I can. I'm pretty dang good at building a website. Hey, so <laughs> that is one. That is one question. A lot of a lot of guys call me. Hey, do you have a website? I can look at your pictures on. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I. I unfortunately I don't mm. right now. So I got my Instagram. Yeah. And I, I run a Facebook, but. With, Instagram's kind of your bread and butter. Yeah, you you well, post a lot of stuff on Instagram. I, I try to share it on the Facebook too, but I get a lot more views and likes and and and, and uh, comments, comments, mm-hmm. and just involvement. I guess yeah. you could say in mm-hmm. in uh, Instagram. So mm. so do we. I, I think that Facebook they they've you know, got to like filter it or yeah, something. I used to I used to strictly do just hunting on my in, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. Pine Creek Outfitters, but I do a little bit more family stuff on there now. Yeah. I've got some pictures with my kids and just a few other things on there. And, and I have a personal Instagram too, but I say TC trucking. Is that, you saw that one going? Yeah. Is it TC trucking? Yeah. Still yeah. had, still had that one going too, but um, I think it's kind of important for people to kind of see who you are too. We've kind of talked about that with us not too. Just, not just there's, you got deer and elk on your page all the time, but to see, see kind of a little bit who you are and what you do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, if you if you look back through my last several posts, you'll see a lot more of me and the kids doing our rodeo events and oh yeah, you posted and yeah. 
you know, maybe maybe just camping or or doing stuff like that, and then you'll see us glassing and, mm-hmm. and hunting and stuff like that. And then you still got the the pictures of the clients with their harvests and uh, stuff like that. So. Yeah, we get that a lot. Actually, people send us messages and say, "Hey, we'd we'd like to see what you guys are like as people." Yeah. You know, in fact, I put it out there one time. I said, "Would anybody be interested in a, us doing a vlog, like seeing how we like the back end of yeah. all this stuff?" And, oh man, if somebody is to follow. Uh, me around with video camera all day they'd see how goofy and messed up my life really is <laughs> oh come on hitting ditches at 50 miles an hour and you, know, you just ride it with him in a truck for 10 minutes and you'll hit a ditch at 50 forgetting <laughs> to turn the trail camera on you know so but I people to, want to see that though yeah that's I, what's funny i need to i need to make a youtube channel you really do but, that would be oh that'd be because my life's different every day yeah you know i'm out doing cameras one day i'm i'm doing something different the next day i'm you are kind of like a jack of all trades, master yeah, of all. Just you, master of none. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just something different every day. And I mean, this this time of year, I'm trying to focus on on hunting, hunting. and scouting and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But during the winter, you know, you now, have last, your last week. I was off hauling cows here and there, and and then we were at a ranch team sorting event over the weekend and then mm-hmm. today i was out in nevada and yeah so <laughs> doing a podcast yeah this cheap gas is really helpful <laughs> yeah for me yeah that's like so basically you make a lot of money because yeah. you're able to just go and do <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. your rodeo too which holy moly yeah, we're into that me and my kids do that team sorting that ranch sorting that's cool i love watching so when you post videos of that of, yeah we've we've got into that and we we do a lot of that. So cheap gas, cheap hay. Yeah, yeah, it's cheap all cheap. Have horses, so why not? Making it rain. Why not just get into all of it? <laughs> Hunting, you know? Yeah, it's guy. all interesting, though. Like, I, like Milton, we always talk about, yeah. you know, like him him with his cows. And he's always thinking, oh, this is stupid. I haul cattle for a living. But I'm always asking, like, how do you load those things? Like, it's intriguing to me. And, and he's like, stupid i'm like no dude it is really actually pretty cool yeah. what you're doing so i i think it'd be awesome man you it's, gotta do it's it whole, yeah everything's there i mean you just it's one thing to another you know it's amazing just don't ever let your guard down with whatever you're doing yeah well you gotta be flexible too you know take life as it comes and adapt and change and that's okay i'm glad you're focused on hunting right now though that's, yeah well <laughs> yeah this is a good time to be talking trying, on a podcast if you're focusing to, on hunting yeah, like i say um june 20th i'll still set a few more trail cameras Mm -hmm. um and then i'll check you know start checking them and scouting around in july and probably spend most every day out from here on out start hunting august 10th in nevada and from there till christmas my Mm -hmm. friend drew a buffalo tag on the henry mountains so i'll be over there in december someone i know no okay um and uh Nevada's elk concert in November and mm-hmm. and just I mean it's 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 a grind from from July till till Christmas time really so wow you gotta you, you kind of got to prepare are your book this year right so if anybody's watching this and wants to book are you are you no, completely booked I, this I, year or? no I I still got some vacancies I yeah. can still take some uh, some elk hunters in Nevada some elk hunters in Utah okay still take some deer hunters really like to find some elk hunters in Utah. I'd like this. Yeah, I'd like, if anybody I'd like Southwest that. Southwest Desert Tag wants to go hunt elk, let's let's go do it. Yeah. Uh, even Nevada units, okay. two thirty one or two twenty one, twenty three, or even you know two forty two elk mm-hmm. or something like that. Not many. They cut little tags. Nevada everywhere cut tags this year. Yeah. Um, and and I've seen it on the bookings. Mm-hmm. Um, my bookings are down this year from what I need or okay. what it could be. So, so the tag cuts. There's just less people out there mm-hmm. to to do it. You know, some of the units in Nevada they cut tags by half. I mean, yeah, they well, did on on Southwest Desert. They cut deer tags by half. Pine Valley Pine by Valley. Like a third. Yeah, Pine so got killed. Um, which I'm I'm okay with. Let's, I'm okay let's with get you. the herds back up. Yeah, um, but, I'd rather hunt quality rather than quantity. Yeah. but so it's just when you're doing it for a living or trying to, and it, there's just less less uh, people. Well, yeah, I mean, less people still, with tags means less people that are going to call you yeah, and you book. You still got the so. same amount of guides and. And uh, I, yeah. I've talked to a couple of my friends that, that are guides too, and, and they've kind of said, "Yeah, I need a couple more, mm-hmm. kind of what I was last year." And but it just what we're gonna have to do, what we're gonna have to do. Yeah. So people that want to do an elk hunt or have it have that tag in their pocket this year for Nevada, Utah. Yeah, give us a call. reach out to you next year. Open, got yeah. it. Or I'm sure. Yeah, next year's open. Uh, 
we have we we get a few landowner tags each year and and hope to get a few more next year maybe nice so if a guy wants to spend some money and come buy a hunt yeah we do that too so dude that's a sweet option for people that haven't got a tag i mean a lot of the results are out arizona i think arizona comes out i mean it just closed but arizona does it so fast i think it's a week it takes yeah. them to process it so we should know by next week so but if you don't have thing, anything one thing you gotta understand if you want to buy a nevada landowner tag is you almost got to do it a year in advance yeah the the landowners get the tags in the fall and the winter mm -hmm. and for the and coming year right such a waiting list like they go like that so wow so i usually buy the ones i buy in november december mm -hmm. and and have a client lined up for already the next year wow so um you got to kind of be thinking ahead on that on that deal there. So but there's still room, like if somebody wants to come and hunt next year, yeah, could they reach out to you and say, "Hey, I'd like to get on that list." And yep, sweet. And it's hard to to have somebody that says, "I want to hunt next year" if they if they're planning on drawing a tag because right. even if you got a lot of points, you may not draw it. But, right. But if you if you want to, you know, yeah, spend because, some of your gas money and come and buy a tag, then look at the thing if you it. if you draw though, you can still turn it back. Like you know, say I. For me, for example, if I was to buy one, yeah, and I drew my Utah tag next year, I could turn it back and draw the the should be able to draw the following year. Yeah, Utah so. Utah's a little different, but Nevada, if you you know, the, it's a voucher. So yeah, until you put it in your name, you can resell it if you needed to. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so there's generally. options there. Yeah, there's options. There's lots of options. Yeah, turn your tag back, sell your voucher. Mm -hmm. um, You're not stuck in it basically, so you don't have to try and fit both in. Which twist my arm, make me hunt two big bull elk in a year yeah you I mean, can in nevada you can have more than one tag yeah so. i'll hunt one here in utah and one out there too that'd yeah. be all right wouldn't let's, it let's get her done let's go to the, some of your money yo you know better than that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, she well let's wrap this thing up um so instagram best instagram, way instagram pine creek outfitters okay um that's the best way it's just to message me on there i can give you my phone number on there or whatever but you can text me on there just as easy as on my phone okay um but you can put my phone number on there too email address what's your what's your email address uh pine creek outfitters 13 at gmail.com okay i think that's on my instagram okay i think i'll have to double check but yeah, you, you can, can email me or dm me on instagram or facebook message me or okay or yeah. something like that and we can talk about it and make a plan and let's get you booked up man let's, let's get you filled it. up get, get some hunters it. out here let's get Let's get you sub-guiding on yeah. for me, too, though. I need some I'm, help that way, too. Dude, I'm excited about that. I really am excited. That This is going to be a fun year. You know, you always, at the first of the year, you're like, okay, what am I going to be doing this year? And this year, I'm like, after you and I talked the other day, I was like, dude, this is going to be a good year. Cause yeah. I, so I, I thought it was going to be terrible because I didn't draw my Utah elk tag. I didn't draw my Colorado deer tag. So I'm like, well, this well, year's a wash. You you come do some hunts for, for me, and you'll you'll see what i mean you'll have more fun taking these guys out because you're still hunting yeah you're yeah. doing everything but pulling the trigger mm -hmm. so well last year was a blast you know yeah last november we had a good yeah, time we did have a good time i could have turned out better yeah you but know, <laughs> they don't all you don't always kill a big bull on the mountain no but but we had so much fun and it was just it's about the adventure and the experience a lot of times too yep i think we all had fun i think we all had a good time we were all good friends so that that helps yeah but uh, we just had a great time. So, yeah, I'm excited to get out there this year and officially, you know, yeah. I finally made it official. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Good. So cool, man. Well, uh, this is probably going to go up middle of uh, maybe first week of July, maybe second week of July. So I'll put up on all the socials so that you can Perfect. share it and whatnot. But if you guys have any questions, reach out to, to Trevor. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, if you can't get a hold of him, call me. Um, I'll get you in touch with him. He lives about two blocks that way. So he, he can't hide. Well, he does hide pretty well, but I could probably find him. So thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, you coming on. Thanks for having me.